welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Stronger Than Yesterday podcast. My name is Martin. I'm a full-time online fitness coach, father, self-development enthusiast, and the host of this podcast. The Stronger Than Yesterday podcast is designed to give you all the tools you need to become stronger, fitter, and a better human being. You will learn how to work out, how to eat, and how to think to not only get stronger, but also to look and feel better and get more energy. Let's level up together and become the best self possible. Yo, Jason. Good morning hey. or evening, depending on where you oh, are, right? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Are you? Are you? Bright and early Tuesday morning. Perfect. So today I want to talk with you about how to stay in shape over 40. I know nothing and about this topic. I, I want to get right to the point and start with the question. Is it possible to lose body fat at 40 or over? Yes or no? Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely actually, not. Obviously, absolutely yes. <laughs> yes. That's 100%. a clear yes. Is it possible to gain muscle at 40 or over? Yes or no? 100% yes. 100% yes. Good. I think we just debunked a, a myth here, right? Because many people out there, they use this as an excuse, their age, for being obese, for not working out, for not eating healthily, for not being in shape. And yeah. I want to talk about that today. And I mean, you're the ideal partner to talk about hey, that because slow down. you're not only an online fitness coach too, with a lot of experience with working with people, younger and older ones, but you're actually also over 40 years old. Indeed. How did that happen? I'm not Indeed. sure really. <laughs> Looks like 30, but is actually older than 40. So yes, yes. Yeah. we're not going to get into the details, but yes. <laughs> actually, that's what I want to. That's what I want to. Over 40. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about that a little bit about you and your background. How old are you? Um, 42 point about six or seven. <laughs> oh God, 0.75. Perfect. So over 40. Yeah. Um, that's accurate. Uh, how long have you <laughs> been working out at this point? Wow. Um, over 20 years, probably pretty close to 24-ish, 25. It's, it's a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah, well, you were in what is it high school? I was, no, it's yeah, like... it was pretty much right at the end of high school that I um, introduced myself to to the gym and resistance training. So, round about when I was eighteen ish, um, if my old fading memory serves correctly. <laughs> what was the reason you started with weightlifting? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. Um, I think partially I was never a super athletic guy. You know, I, I wasn't the guy that did tons of sports in high school. Um, team sports just weren't that appealing to me, to be honest. Um, that's just my introverted personality type. Um, but, you know, you throw introversion with type A um, tendencies into a person and suddenly you don't have the best team sport person, <laughs> right? Um, working out was, it just seemed pretty interesting. Um, definitely recognized it's an individual sport right mm -hmm. you are pretty mm -hmm. much on your own mm -hmm. unless you have a training partner but you're pretty much on your own mm -hmm. um you know figured it would be just something fun to do and you know i realized that it it was a lot of fun it was challenging you know i like challenges um and pretty much what you put in in some sense is what you got out now that's not it's not a direct one-to-one -one correlation or put this in get this out did you have any specific goal at this point let's say you want to look like a bodybuilder you want to compete or anything like that yeah that's a good question um i can't precisely remember back then sort of the motivations but i'm sure that a part of the motivation was to change my appearance in some way right i was never well at that point i wasn't skinny i wasn't fat i was somewhere in between mm -hmm. there was there, there was some muscle but it was clearly it was just not obvious like it was mm -hmm. buried under a couple of layers of fat um and so you know i i knew i could with some effort change that look and that body composition mm -hmm. and so i mm -hmm. you know so it was yeah the the main reason was looks like as I, in, I in think, 
It's a hard question to answer. I think so. <laughs> I can't tell you for sure. But I know a large part of it was it was something fun to do. Mm. Okay. Um, because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't the guy playing tons of sports, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess most teenagers are looking for sort of that fun physical outlet. And for me, that mm. was... Mm you know, getting into the gym for the first time. All right. So it started with like about 18 and now we were 42. Uh, that's like <laughs> a lot of years of a lifting, a lot of <laughs> experience. Um, obviously, yeah. getting in shape and staying in shape is a bit different, although the principles are the same. Would mm -hmm. you say with that much experience and you've been so long in the game, do you have an advantage over someone who's just starting out at age 40? Um, yes, but no. You know, the two positions of being, you know, starting out in your teens versus being in your 40s, each of those have different advantages, right? I would say from a purely muscle gain, body fat loss rate of progress, if you're 18 or 19, you have the advantage over somebody like me, for sure, hands down, right? Yeah. The flip side is, and I remember my 18, 19, 20, 25, 30-year-old brain, um, there's a lot of maturity that, that I now have that has helped me to see things differently and be more strategic with how I engage in the gym and how I engage just the different factors within my life to be able to optimize things, right? Okay. So it's there are different advantages. And I think if you could put a 40-year-old brain in, into a 19-year-old, you'd have a winning combination, right? But <laughs> which 19-year-old so, yeah. wants yeah. to be mentally 40? Like, yeah. nobody. I, I think so. Like, like at this young grave. Yeah. At this young age, you certainly have, like, uh, the hormones that play for you. Um, obviously, you have usually more energy. You can also... Zero responsibility. <laughs> yeah, zero responsibility, more time. You get away probably with, with more fast food and, and junk too. Uh, coming back to what he said, some things are better now. You, you have a different view yeah. on certain things. Can you give me an example on that? Is there something specific? You're saying things that are better, better now, now than then? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, at 19, unless you have a really good... Well, unless you have really good mentors who are further along and knowledgeable because those two things aren't necessarily the same true um, as well as the sort of mental receptivity to advice that you actually want the advice and you actually plan on implementing it um, that's totally different now i remember at 19 i mean even though i knew next to nothing there wasn't the the mindset of oh this person who is 40 or 50 know so much more than me i need to absolutely absorb everything i can <laughs> from them and implement it it's one mm. thing to get advice at 19 mm. like do you follow the advice you get at 19 i mean come on no, <laughs> like yeah, it's very rare true. very right? true you very look true. at 40 year olds as dinosaurs like what are you talking about maybe back mm. in your day not in my day so Talk, talking about uh source of information and where you get this advice from i mean nowadays it's easier with social media um you can just follow influencers yeah. whether that's good or advice or not is another question but yes um usually you can go on the internet and search everything you want to know about fat loss about gaining muscle mass mm -hmm. where did you get all the information from when you started yeah, so, because this is social how media know, wasn't wasn't that big back then right i mean social media honestly i mean this is how i know i'm old right social media literally didn't exist facebook didn't exist, was right? not around like that's Facebook, let alone Instagram, right? You, I'm, I didn't even have access to the internet at that age. So, you know, most of my information, if you will, came by just word of mouth advice from people in the gym. Now, there were a couple of people, again, much older than I was, who were willing to provide advice. Again, there's a difference between what was brought to me and what I absorbed and implemented. Um, and then, you know, back then there were magazines, men's health, men's fitness, whatever. And <laughs> best, best source of information, right? <laughs> I mean, back then it, it was like, it was. where else okay. did you find this? There was nowhere else. There was yeah, literally true. nowhere else. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a bit younger a little bit. Um, but me too. Like I, I would open these like, uh, fitness and health magazines and just follow their training plans and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it would also like what he said 
word of mouth in, mm-hmm. in the gym, like broad talk. And mm-hmm. some of it was not that useful information or quite shitty yeah, advice. Yeah, uh, yeah you but, just don't you know. know. You just do whatever. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to the 19-year-old brain. The 19-year-old brain of a guy, at least. I mean, for women, it's probably a little bit different. But a 19-year-old guy's brain isn't, oh, you guys are totally right. I am a total idiot. I'm going to follow exactly what you... That's just not the way it works, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish I, I would have had like uh, it depends fitness show. Like we have every Thursday evening, someone who yeah. would just guide me and, and give me actual advice that is appropriate 100%. and that you can like implement. But um, yeah, looking back now over all these years of uh, lifting, um, mm-hmm. when did you make the the best gains, the best results? Like at what age was that? Was oh, it the very beginning gosh. when you were older, somewhere yeah. in between? That's that's actually a really hard question to answer, if I'm honest. Um, if I think back, I think I did pretty well considering, you know, not knowing much of anything between starting at 18 or 19 and maybe about 24-ish, 25-ish. Um, most of that was through brute force and luck, right? Mm. Brute force in the sense that exercise execution wasn't exactly the best it could have been it wasn't optimal um there's a lot of at that age a lot of um the mentality that you can just lift heavy and you're just invincible and so you do (laughs) you know not intelligently but you do it um and at that point you're biologically i was in a state you know where I was primed to get the most out of it, right? I wasn't yeah, exposed obviously. to resistance training previously. Oh, oh. Um, so the adaptations came fast, right? Mm-hmm. Now, but, yeah. On the other hand, I, I want to challenge that because in the beginning, you didn't have a lot of information. Obviously, you got the so-called newbie gains, right? You, mm-hmm. you went from an untrained state and then uh, you started working out at all stimuli and obviously you saw results. However, over time, let's say five years into your lifting career, quote unquote, uh, you had much more experience. You already knew what's working and what not. Would well, you not say you had more know-how, more knowledge, and therefore gonna, you made better I'm, progress? I'm going to pause you right there because everything in context, right? So by the time I had been through, okay, so exposure at 18 or 19, and then lifting more in college, you know, when I was 24, you know, I went to grad school and continued. Now, the time period between 24 and 30 was an absolute hellscape, right? So even though I was still lifting in the gym, that was also the time point where I was, I mean, intermittently eating garbage mm. and a lot of it mm. and getting fat, to be clear. <laughs> Um, I mean, obviously, it would go back and forth, up and down, but massive, massive stress load for those six years. So even with more knowledge, there was less motivation, if you will, Mm. and Mm. implementation of the knowledge based on life circumstances. So Mm. that's that's a big piece to sort of my story, my sort of trajectory and history with fitness, right? And it's it's one that I can't, can't ignore, right? Now, transitioning from that time period into the world of professional work, some things changed and some things stayed the same. Now I had like real responsibility and (laughs) truly, and the time I could dedicate to lifting completely changed, right? That became really suboptimal despite information and knowledge. Similarly, if I thought um, grad school was stressful, I was wrong. You know, the world of work is even more stressful. Yeah, (laughs) I can relate. Um, Yeah, I can totally relate because also I know, for example, that eight hours of sleep is probably best or I should sleep that much. But sometimes um, like, you know, when my daughter gets up uh, in the middle of the night or she doesn't want to sleep or whatnot, then it's maybe just six, sometimes even five. And I know I should sleep more, but it's real life, right? Yeah. So, so here's, here's the other reason why I feel like asking that question is really difficult to answer. Um, Because even though I had that window of time where the new begins came really fast and easy, if I look back at my physique at 25, 
and I look at my physique at 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, absolutely, I have been in my best shape ever between about 38 and now. Mm. Like, there's just no comparison. Mm. So, why do you think of this? Well, that's now the actual implementation of knowledge strategically. Like, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. because I'm in my biological prime no. at 38 through now. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a it's a game of recognizing what's important yeah. versus what I can yeah. do and sort of yeah. bridging those two to execute yeah. consistently. Yeah. And that that's good answer. I love that. Basically knowing what to implement or how to work out very uh, smartly so you can get yeah. the best out of it, even though you know we have other responsibilities that you're busy and so on. And and then you just put everything together. And yeah, that yeah. makes absolute sense. Um, and the willingness to do it, because I shouldn't even say the willingness, because it doesn't lie at the feet of what you want. Um, it's what you're willing and able to do. And recognizing what's realistic versus not realistic and time frame as well it all comes together and so many people in particular people you know my age and older um it's it's one thing to aspire towards something and another thing to recognize what you have available in your life and therefore based on what you have available to yeah. give to the no. process no. what no. should you reasonably expect out of no. it and no. that's a big no. uh gap that people no. need to bridge no. if they're honest with themselves very true. Yeah. Now, before you talk that at some point you got even uh, a little fat, it's your words, not mine. Um, yes. <laughs> how, how has your physique evolved over all these years? Did you get more mass at some point? Did you just no longer want to get bigger? Did you want to get more defined or how did you evolve as physique wise? Yeah. Right? Yes. I, I guess I'll try to separate those into two things, right? So one, what I wanted, and two, what I what I achieved, <laughs> right? <laughs> because, you know, 18 through 30, mid-30s, it was like, get bigger, get bigger, get bigger. Not fatter, try to gain more muscle, right? Um, and yes, there was the 235-pound fat period in there that we will <laughs> no longer speak of. Crazy. Um, but yeah, muscle gains totally happened during that time there was no really good sense of a good aesthetic body composition until my mid to late thirties. Um, but yes, what I wanted out of the process did change from gain as much mass as possible to achieving the best physique possible. And those two are different because a lot of the physique you, you achieve and present to the world, is that balance between your body fat levels and mm. the amount of lean tissue mm. that you have. Mm. And that's, I mean, that illu- essentially illusion of being large and muscular oftentimes comes down to having a decent amount of lean tissue, but being also, you know, having a lower body fat percentage. Yeah, absolutely. And that's sort of the magical combination. What's your goal today? Like, do you want to get bigger? Based on what you just said, probably not. Why um, do you train nowadays? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I mean, right now, with with my focus on growing my business, I can't say to you I have massive goals of gaining 10 more pounds of muscle. Partially because it's not realistic for the lifestyle I've created for myself. Um, it's not the ultimate priority for me right now. Mm. Um, but yes. Knowing that I'm getting older, my goal is to, number one, preserve the lean tissue that I have, make whatever incremental gains I can while sort of living a sustainable, sane life, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then a piece of that is not focusing so heavily on gaining muscle that I accumulate body fat to a degree where I'm I'm not within two months of being super lean, you know photo shoot ready if you will this being said you still work out five times a week right yes five Two if, if you if, if you wanted if you really wanted to build muscle mass do you think it would work or and what would it change basically um that's more of a mindset shift right um i could i would have to prioritize my recovery more so my sleep more 
um, I would need to manage my stress levels a bit better. Um, I would probably optimize my nutrition a little bit more, but it's just not there. The, the level of priority that it would need to reach in my mind in order to consistently be able to execute on those things isn't there. And I recognize that. Got it. Got yeah. it. At some point you competed. How old were you? 37 and change. 37? Really? Yeah. Wow. And would you say this was like you were in, in top shape, best shape of your life? That's the leanest I've been. The leanest, yeah. Because like the... obviously you, you went on a diet for, I don't know, 12 weeks or even yeah. more. And that's probably hardcore diet, right? Yeah, it was, it was, I was, I was, I wasn't too far out. So, I mean, yes, it was about a 12 week prep. Um, yes, it was difficult in the sense that, I mean, I've always been a pretty adherent person. If I decide to do something, it's, I just do it. I'm, I'm a creature of habit. I enjoy it. I thrive on Good. structure, right? Um, in terms of just overall physique, that's probably the second best I've been or third best. Right around 39 or 40, I was probably the best overall package. So a little bit more muscle mass and almost as lean. Not stage ready, but almost there. Did um, you hear that, guys? Everyone who's listening. At this age, so I'm I'm 29, right? So uh, watch me at 39. Watch me. Just I still have 10 out, years. <laughs> I still Just have 10 out. years. So yeah, um, yeah. it That's seems good to know. truly counterintuitive, but I can very confidently say, right around 40, 41, best shape. Do you think you will beat that shape, someone in the future, even? You're asking me to project whether I will want it. I think that's the question. Yeah. Because if at any point I want it, I don't doubt that I can. Okay. So it, it is possible. It. it is possible. Absolutely. 100%. To look your absolute best at age 45, maybe 47. I don't, I'm not going to push it too far. <laughs> but I, I mean, at almost 43, I do have still a good window of opportunity to yeah. be equally as good as. Yeah. But you know, if you dial in everything, you can still look at your absolute best at this age now. 100%. That's good to know. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about uh, how your training evolved. Like when you started out back then yes. versus today, what has changed in your training regimen? Um, the one thing that probably hasn't changed too much is, well, I was going to say training frequency. So I've always trained at least four times a week over that span of time. Now, is, is there any period you have not lifted or worked out at all? Like, yes. How, how long was this break? And I hated it, 100%. Um, there were two periods. One in 2000, and I want to say it was 2003, and it's because I fell on ice and really hurt my shoulder. Um, so that took me out for a few months, um, you know, just for general healing, physical yeah. therapy and so on. It's annoying. And then ironically, this, no other shoulder, left shoulder this time back in 2014, if you can believe somebody can get injured paddle boarding, it's this guy. <laughs> um, so I hurt my other shoulder paddle boarding. And then that took me out for another couple of months to rehab, um, my left shoulder. But, yeah, but it was both like injuries um, was not because you were not in the mood or because you didn't want to. You were basically forced to take some time off. Exactly. Um, coming back I to the question. I like taking time off. Like, like <laughs> good. Me neither. Um, yeah, we, we went now another route here, but I want to come back to the question, how your training changed over the years. So yeah. we can elaborate on that. Yeah. So I, I think I led off in another question with the fact that, when I started, I, I didn't know anything, right? Um, and so to go from there to here, a lot has changed because there's been a lot of accumulated knowledge and experience. Mm. If you, you know, were to ask what the big rocks are, like the biggest uh, or most important things that have changed that have made the largest difference, um, I would say two things. Number one is exercise execution. So the way I perform exercise, 
um, or exercises, understanding the internal focus, how to generate tension, how to remain stable, yeah. that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and creating the link between that knowledge and the actual acquisition of the skill to do it. Because the frustrating or difficult part for anybody is how well do you implement what you consciously know? That's hard, right? You can, you can think about any muscular cue or any exercise cue related to optimizing execution. That's one thing. But then being able to train your mind, your neuromuscular system to do it is different, right? Yeah. And yeah. that for me is a challenging thing. Um, yeah. But that's been one big difference. And then the second is over the course of time, understanding what exercises provide me and my structure the most benefit. Right, there are things. Have, which... you, have you even followed a, a plan, a structured workout plan back then, like you do now? Wow, back then. I mean, that's twenty years of back then. Um, I would say intermittently throughout most of that time. Yes, um, programs that were intelligent and that fit me. The minority <laughs> of that time, knowing that, of course, the yeah. minority of over 20 years can be 10, right? So yeah. Yeah. still a lot of time spent in more optimal programming, but definitely yeah. time, quote unquote, wasted in suboptimal yeah. and to, to, to be fair, though, this is kind of normal, right? If you yeah. start out, then you do like what feels right and whatever you want to do probably in the gym. And um, mm -hmm. you follow maybe even a plan that is absolutely... Uh, not optimal for you. Yeah, when you start out, just I, I started to have too. fun. You do whatever. Yeah, exactly. I started with like a, this typical bro split, right? Like uh, yeah. one body part per day, like five times per week, like to the gym, and yeah, it worked for a while. But uh, eventually, I, I stagnated actually pretty the quickly. The good thing is, at nineteen, you're you're kind of bulletproof. Yeah, you know, that's true. Like no matter what you do, you, you start making gains. That's true. And you don't get quite as injured. And when you get injured, it's like, oh, you bounce right back in a couple of weeks. It's like, it's amazing. It's not like that now. True, true, <laughs> true. Whatever you do, it's working, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever done CrossFit or calisthenics or any other modality other than typical bodybuilding slash strength mm, training? I really haven't. So let's take those individually. Calisthenics, I mean... Uh, not as a full program itself, um, calisthenic movements here and there throughout the years, but as a very minor part of anything that I'm doing overall. Um, CrossFit, I really haven't gotten into CrossFit at all. Um, <laughs> You're not a fan. Luckily or that. unluckily, I mean, you know, in in grad school where when I hurt my right shoulder, you know, I, I did so many months of physical therapy and I had a really good physical therapist who's, you know, super knowledgeable about a lot of stuff. And, you know, one thing that hit me loud and clear is, you know, he said he wouldn't be in business if it weren't for CrossFit. And I mean, that's that's a mic drop right there. Right. With the idea that CrossFit in many cases doesn't provide you the foundational um, skill and knowledge to be able to perform compound lifts in a way that is safe and not everybody is built to perform some of those compound movements on the significant load based on their, their body structure regardless. And so when you layer that on top of time pressure or total rep pressure, now you're, you're literally chasing the injury. You are actively running mm -hmm. towards mm -hmm. the injury. Mm -hmm. And so he was basically live to lift another day. We're a crossfitter. Yeah. Okay. But, but we're, we don't want to hate on CrossFit here. So, no. um, <laughs> CrossFit can be very successful and a lot of fun, particularly because of the community that's around yeah. CrossFit. Yeah. Um, but I think a prerequisite is knowledge and patience and taking the time to build movement skill well before yeah. you go uh, maybe we can even address that in in another session because i believe like everyone is talking shit about crossfitter whereas in a typical gym you can also see like people 100%. doing weird stuff and uh performing the exercises completely wrong so yes. it's actually dangerous for them but yes yeah. what, what bothers me and i mean i'm again i'm not hating on crossfit um because there's a lot of benefit to be had there from the style of training that is done 
what I'm challenged with is, and this is particularly the younger you are, if I put my 19-year-old self into a CrossFit gym knowing absolutely nothing but being ready to take on the world, I would have killed myself, right? And so it's how do you take highly beneficial exercise modalities but start in a place of education and support to get people to that place and mm. it's hard and it's very attractive because there's such a good community mm. around fitness within yeah. crossfit so it's i think it has a lot of continued potential and value um i would just ask people starting out in crossfit to slow down mm. Mm. yeah all right all right so uh you've never done crossfit never done a lot of calisthenics that's the bottom line basically uh just like strength training to to yeah. answer this this question um what about your diet like we just talked about how your training has evolved or that's basically was yes. more or less the same um with the difference that you've followed different workout plans what about diet how has your diet changed very good question it has gone from i don't care about anything if i see it i'm gonna eat it because i want to The seafood um, diet, right? Seafood diet. I've been through periods of that. I've been through periods of, no, I actively want to eat garbage because <laughs> my life right now is very stressful and this is going to provide me some emotional happiness and comfort. Um, to, okay, how on earth do I get super lean? I'm going to go super ultra low carb. Mm. Not really even truly keto. Just I'm just going to kind of starve myself a little bit mm. and mm. not smart, um, you know. I've been all over the map over the years. Like if you sort of name a diet, I'm not going to say trend because I don't necessarily want to assign a name to anything that I've tried. Mm. Um, but in terms of where the nutrition comes from and how many calories I've been high calorie, low calorie, high protein, high fat, low, uh, yeah. I mean, know, high carb, low fat. It, I've been all over the map. There's everything out there and you can read a lot, but once you do it yourself, you have like a clear result, you know, what is working, yeah. how it feels also, and like what it does to your social life and all that. So I think it's good to try out different diets, um, at least for us, for the coaches. And then we can give this yeah. knowledge to our clients and tell them, okay, stay away from this diet or this is how you can do it. It's probably the better way. Okay. Yeah, knowing that it's it's really just based on who you are and what's going on yeah. in life. Well, what's what your diet like nowadays? Yeah, so I think I mentioned I totally thrive on structure and habit. Like that is just the way my brain works. And I'm pretty happy when I almost know every day what's for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Right. Um, and that's because I, decision fatigue frustrates me. I don't like to sit down and think about something as simple as what am I going to eat right S now? Structure is everything. You're saying you're yeah. hanging more or less the same meals, which is great, but just having some kind of structure is everything and tell them my clients, I know that myself, um, and you're even saying you have the exact same meals three times yeah. a day. So like, yeah, for very long stretches of time, and then I change it up. But I actually how, how did this meal look like right now? I mean, if anyone has ever seen my Instagram, <laughs> I have. they know exactly what I'm having every <laughs> single morning for breakfast. I love eggs, there's eggs plus egg whites, plus vegetables hmm. in a nice, large, round egg pizza, pizza. egg pizza, <laughs> right? Lunch, then lunch, lunch is going to be some form of relatively lean protein and then some sort of complex carb, rice, potatoes, sweet potatoes. There's going to be vegetables as well. Hmm. Um, Post-workout, there's going to be yeah. some. Let, let's stop here so, quickly uh, for, for uh, my client right here. Yes. What he just said is what we call the lean plate. So exactly that. It's like a lean source of protein. It's uh, complex carbohydrates. It's vegetable. This put together. And I don't tell them exactly what to eat, but basically, yeah, what, what he just said. So yeah. that's pretty cool. So go on, post-workout. Yeah, post-workout, um, some sort of rapidly digesting protein and, and, and carb source for, you know, replenishment. So usually, I mean, that's that hasn't evolved very much over the years. Um, Thankfully, I don't have any real sensitivities to, to dairy. So it's usually some sort of whey-based um, protein. Yeah. Uh, the carb has changed intermittently over time. Um, I've done you know, oatmeal with you know, things like fruit, berries. Um, right now, I'm doing 
you know, Rice Krispies cereal, which might seem <laughs> insane, but it's rice. <laughs> it's yeah, literally yeah. rice yeah. that's air puffed, right? So, you know, still low, low sugar, but, mm. uh, you know, in a pretty rapidly absorbing form yeah. um, for replenishment. Um, usually some fruit with that. Dinner time, dinner looks a lot like lunch, to be honest. Um, snacks can be a little bit, I wouldn't say all over the map, but things that find their way into my snack life are going to be like protein bars, yogurt of various kinds, um, rice cakes, that sort of stuff. Take notes, guys. Take notes right here. He just uh, gave away his diet. And, um, it's not a secret. <laughs> it, it, it's that simple. It's that simple, really. Like very, very clean. Uh, whole foods like you haven't yep. mentioned any chunk like high well we haven't spoken diet, about obviously. the weekend yet have we no i'm just joking <laughs> then you go overboard and just like <laughs> just smash oh, everything i will say a piece of chocolate makes it into my life essentially every day not every day mm. but most days mm. Mm. that's good for you it's delicious just it is it is like i stay away because i know if i have a little piece then i will want more and more um but some clients do this as well those you need to know yourself right like there's two kind of people in my opinion those who can have this one piece of chocolate and are happy you seem to be one of them uh, my fiance is also one of them it's she built can in. have i have if budgeted I have a little bit. my macros and calories to have my chocolate <laughs> i'm having it that's good that's good like if i have one i know i want a second and a third and the entire <laughs> and 20, package yes. so I, yeah, I'd rather stay away from that. Um, yeah, something I want to talk about here um, to kind of wrap it off is recovery. And yeah. um, it's no secret that hormones mm -hmm. change once you get older, that testosterone declines. And testosterone is very important when it comes to building muscle mass and losing body fat. Do we get your blood checked regularly or like how do you know? I have to say I don't. Um, and I get to my PCP usually once a year. Okay. Um, there have been periods where it's been longer than that and, you know, get the usual, you know, full panel of, of, um, blood work done. Um, but I really don't track any of my hormone levels more than that. So what's your taste as long as you're making gains, as long as you feel okay, uh, you, you, yeah, leave it at it, that or. Yeah, it just comes down to your priorities, right? I mean, right now my priority isn't ooh, build as much muscle as possible. In which case, I'd probably care, right? I mm. feel great. Mm. You know, I don't, mm. I, I don't have any issues, so I don't mm. have any real reason to go towards. Yeah. Let me, you know, yeah. start really routinely checking these levels. Um, but if I were in the mindset that I wanted to make absolutely as much muscular gain as possible, then I would be more interested in mm. in doing mm. that. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. The flip do side you, of recovery. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, talking about recovery. What else do you do for recovery? Because uh, in my opinion, the body doesn't recover as good. Well, it comes probably down to the fact that you have more going on in your life right now than back mm -hmm. then. And you're having a business and the more stress and everything. So what do you do for recovery specifically? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I'll throw myself under the bus, first of all, to acknowledge that I could and I ought to do more, right? Um, sleep is a big priority in my life. Um, and, you know, I, I speak with my clients day in and day out about the importance of getting, you know, enough good quality sleep. Uh, my goal has been for years to be above seven hours per night on mm. average. And, mm. you know, thankfully I am. Um, hopefully sometime in the future I can make more than eight hours, more than nine hours a priority and actually execute on that right now. I, right now it's, I can't, right. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. a lot of other moving pieces that are also priorities. And so finding balance between those different pieces is, yeah. is important. Yeah. Um, I think it, this is very, very difficult because you know how important it is, but mm -hmm. at the same time there, there's maybe the businessman in you that wants to work all the time. And you know, you can, you can sleep on your dad's kind of mentality, right? Um, so there still exists the a little of that, but yeah, I mean, I, but, I would say not but, quite as much as 10 years ago, like 10 okay. years ago, five hours sleep. I'd be like, whatever, let's keep going. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Mm -hmm. um, now it's much more of, of a priority for sure. And I will mm -hmm. sacrifice some things in order to, to be able to sleep. I will just stop working and move on. But mm -hmm. I have an absolute type A workaholic brain. <laughs> so it is forcing that switch off that is yeah. a challenge and probably will always be a challenge for me. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of entrepreneurs have this issue, right? They, they want to do as much as possible yeah. in a day um, and sleep comes short. It's, it's no yeah. secret. And uh, like just that everyone out there knows that if you, even if you work out every single day and your diet is okay, like yeah. if you lack sleep, your, your progress will not be optimal. It's just, it's just a fact. 100%. Yeah. Now, as we made this clear, um, I want to ask you, a question about uh, coaching, like you're an online coach too, exactly like me. Now, let's say you have two new clients. One of them is 20 years old mm -hmm. and the other one is 40 years old. Like what workout program would you prescribe them and what would be the difference? Oh, we're going to go back to um, sort of our favorite response, which is it depends, right? <laughs> it, it, it does. There are some assumptions, since we're going with hypotheticals, there are some assumptions I can make. I can make the assumption that the person who's 20 is, if not brand new, relatively new to resistance training, right? Um, and so there's a little bit more latitude in terms of how much that person can be pushed when they're ready to be pushed, right? Mm -hmm. If they're brand new, I mean, what we're focusing on right out of the gate is just exercise execution and the yeah. absolute basics yeah. of nutrition, yeah. right? No secret there. For someone who's 40, my assumption as well is that they have had some exposure over the past number of years, probably 20 or so, to resistance training, in which case it's understanding what they've done, um, how they've done it, if we need to intervene on sort of modifying execution skill. Um, my assumption as well is wear and tear on the body has accumulated over the past 40 years. So understanding that injury history and optimizing exercise execution for what they're capable of doing safely mm -hmm. is going to be, you know, super important. And then at 40 versus 20, the level of responsibility and busyness, if you will, is totally different usually. Yeah, very true. So very true. understanding much more clearly what it is that yeah. the 40 year old client brings to me in terms of availability mm -hmm. and ability. To let's say, let's say both can work out three times per week. They both have, a year of experience would you actually give them different exercises yes um i well okay are we going to also assume that they have very similar body structures and yeah, very yeah, similar yeah. um mm -hmm. sort of mobility and ability to <clears throat> mm -hmm. move weight sure i mean starting out the the training program is going to be quite simplistic right giving ourselves room to progress down the road um, both along exercise continuum and then training variables for periodization and, and progressive overload. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, initially those training programs could look quite similar, especially if we're just talking about three times no, per week. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean, um, um, how they progress beyond that is going to start to diverge a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah particularly as I well. Agree. I agree. Based on what's going on in life. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I like the answer. Yeah. Cool. Um, what else do I need to know? I made some notes here. Let's see what I missed. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, one, one more question I want to ask you. If you reflect your entire lifting career, like <laughs> what would you do differently if you could start again? If you were oh. 18 years old, what would you tell your young self mm -hmm. to do differently? What advice would it give you? Wow. Um, I have to think about it because it depends. What would my younger self actually listen to? <laughs> um, and that's, I don't know. Um, I would say pay more attention to, to, to my body and, you know, what feels right versus not. That's the first thing. Um, be more open and receptive to advice from people who have demonstrated practical knowledge. Um, mm. And that's a really hard thing for a 19, 20-year-old to mm. do. Mm. Um, and then as well, I think just being patient. Mm. I, By nature, I'm not a patient person, but have come to value um, 
the importance of patience along this sort of yeah, journey. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to fall into the trap. And I have many times of, if I do this, then this is the result I will get in this period of time. And that really narrative has been false almost every time, yeah. right? And I would also say, let go of expectations that are tied to someone else. And what I mean is, and this is particularly relevant for anyone starting out now or in the past couple of years because of the explosion in social media and particularly the explosion in fitness-related social media around body composition, body type, aesthetics, essentially setting up this unrealistic expectation of people who are not on steroids, essentially. And that's that's a place where I think younger people are going to be absolutely more vulnerable, right? Yeah. So yeah. understanding that you're probably never going to look like that person that you see, you're yeah. only going to ever yeah. look like yourself, yeah. but you have an opportunity to look like the best version of yourself. Yeah. And that's yeah. sort of what 100%. you need to have in mind and patiently 1%. pursue. Yeah. Very good advice right here. And I, I couldn't agree more, to be honest. Like at this age, you're just very ignorant. And uh, especially the first <laughs> point you mentioned here, listen to your body, listen to what feels right. I mean, like at some point I was totally uh, overtrained. And like I knew I'm, I'm I'm having some digestion issues with some things I am eating. However, because it was on the plan. Brute force. Like, yeah, brute force. Just like execute 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 go 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 um even though it, it didn't feel right just like yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair there, there are points and periods along the way where brute force is important but it's it's not all the time it's usually for short spurts yeah um, very true very true cool oh what happens so, when you get old <laughs> put <laughs> this brain into 19 year olds that would be cool that would be so yeah. cool dude last question yeah three tips for someone who is 40 and wants to look exactly like you. I'm going to go back to the tips I just gave. Number one, you won't look like me. And that's, you, you probably will look better than I do. The point is you'll only look like the best version of yourself. Get that into your mind first. Secondly, be very clear with yourself what it is you want and then try to reconcile what you want versus what you can do because when what you want and what you can do don't align that's a recipe for frustration right and sometimes you you're not going to know what's realistic and that's where someone else can come in and help you to understand you know through questioning and unraveling what it is you are willing able and ready to do based on everything in your life mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. what you say you want and be like okay those two things are you know here and here how do we get here? Like we have to either mm -hmm. increase mm -hmm. what you have available or decrease the expectation or expand the timeline. Um, Love it. But Love it. the final thing I'll say is the, the sort of best you is possible. 100%. Don't feel as if, oh, you're 40. Oh, your physical prime is behind you. Therefore, all is, you know, all is wasted. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. Maybe your absolute biologic prime was, you know, 28, 29, 30, 32, whatever it was that's fine it doesn't mean that 40 is nothing 40 is not 100 dude i'm, I'm looking forward to to being 40 and hopefully uh be also in top shape uh, yeah, like you, you just are erase that word hopefully I'm, i will be i will be there you go i mean i love like whenever a client and, and uh, i coach a lot of uh clients who are older than me in their 40s sometimes even their 50s and they get fantastic results um Sometimes they're just starting out in their fitness journey and they get these yeah. newbie gains still. Um, but I, yeah. I see that it's working. I see your pictures on and and uh, like you how you evolve at this age. So this motivates me, and uh, you certainly motivate not only me but like many others. Appreciate so it. thank you for that. That's pretty cool. I appreciate it. I sure. hope I hope uh, that I'm going to be in the same position when I'm forty. And like I said, you're going to be way ahead. It's possible. And we'll see. We'll see. I mean, yeah, like for, for now, for me, it's like, okay, I was young. I was in good shape. Okay, just wait until you have a business. So I have a business. Let's wait until you're a parent. Now I'm a parent and I'm doing good. I'm doing good, but there I'm still go. young. So 
Um, you you yeah. are still young. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see where, where I will be in, in 10 years or whatever. Yes. yes. Um, Catch up. Jason, that was fantastic. There was a lot of uh, value that you gave here in the last 50 minutes. We wanted to, to, to keep it under 30. Now I, I blame you, minutes. the interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're just like, it's very interesting. And you have so yeah. much information, so much experience to share. So um, thank you very much for you. coming on here, for fun. sharing all this value. Um was cool. was was <laughs> really cool, that? this entire thing. Um, I will talk to you on Thursday. Yes. On our It Depends Fitness show as on every here. week. Um, maybe where can people follow you? Because this yeah. is streamed on, on my channels. Sure. So so my primary social media outlet is Instagram, where I'm Jason Carnegie underscore IF. IF for Inspired Fitness. Um, so find me there. Um, send me DMs. I also have a YouTube channel. I will throw myself under the bus. I have not been very active on YouTube recently. But maybe I'll put a copy of this conversation onto YouTube. You'll find it there as well. Cool. Cool. Yeah. For a moment, I was Just like, I, Jason I Carnegie in intermittent YouTube fasting. Alcohol. What are we talking here? Um, no, all good. I will also, <laughs> I will also uh, link your social media handles in the comments so they can awesome. find you quickly. Yep. Cool. Sounds good. Good. Jason, thanks a lot for your time. Thank you. Really and thank you for everybody you. that joined. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was a good time. Um, until next time, I would say. <laughs> until the next one. <laughs> Jason, have a great day. Let's talk right. soon. See you. Take care. Bye-bye. Alrighty. Bye. That was it for today. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you got some value out of this episode. If you now still have questions, please feel free to send me an email at martin at gymperformance.ch or reach out to me through social media. I will certainly read your questions and will personally get back to you with an answer. Also, if you like this episode and want to do me a favor, please take a print screen, upload it on your Instagram story and tag me at gymperformance so I can repost. This obviously helps spreading the words. I appreciate your support. Now, thanks for tuning in and see you next time.